you're tuning in to the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we will shatter the status quo and propel change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I'm your host, Amber, and we will focus on empowering women to not only be heard, but valued. The show will surface and resurface the topics that often go unaddressed in today's male-dominated industries and corporate cultures. We're here to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything we do. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast. My name is Amber, and welcome to the show. All right, so I am going to bring you a fairly quick episode all about how can you map out your aspirational role. Now, no matter where you are in life, no matter how early you are in career, you likely have some idea of of what you can see in your mind that aspirational role being. Now, maybe, you know, you are all about the hustle and you know that long term you want to be the CEO or the COO or the VP or whatever. But in the near term, you know and recognize that there are other steps that you have to take and other experiences that you have to have to get there. And so today I want to talk about that near-term aspirational role, you know, the one that is likely less than five years out and you really want to set the tone for getting that next big role in your life. I can remember early on um, when I was first starting out my in my career, when I was first starting out my career as an engineer, the the most immediate you know aspirational role that I could imagine for myself was becoming a senior engineer. And at the time, there were five or six pay grades between where I was and where a senior engineer was. And I I knew having other senior engineers on on the team that their roles and responsibilities were significant and had a huge impact. And so that for me was my immediate aspirational goal. And that's what I'm really talking about. So if you are an entry-level employee, maybe you're an analyst or a specialist today, and you want to get to that senior analyst role or you want to get to that manager role, something not quite fully when it comes to people leadership, but definitely having a large responsibility within the team or a large responsibility within your function, that's what I'm talking about today. And quite frankly, the tips that I'm going to give you could be applied no matter where you are and no matter what aspirational role you're looking at. But in 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 times like this, I think this is a great time to do some digging and do some homework. And what I know is that uh, the internet is far more abundant today than it was eight years ago um, when I started my career. And so... I want to give you just a handful of things to think about and and things you could do right now, today, to start to understand what you need to do to start working towards the aspirational role that you have in your head. All right, so this is going to be brief because it, it really is simple, believe it or not. First and foremost is, do you have people in your team or in your function that you actually have access to that have those roles and responsibilities today? If the answer is yes, then I encourage you to go all the way back to episode number four, where I talk about how to get sponsorship in your organization. And while this is not a conversation about sponsorship, one of the things to talk about is mentorship. And if you know someone in your organization that has that role and responsibilities that you desire to have, 
now it's a great time to build a relationship. Here's why. They will be able to just by having lunch, coffee, whatever, be able to share things with you about how they got to where they got to give you the inside scoop. And that to me is number one, building your capabilities to grow into additional roles and to aspirational roles and responsibilities that you have for yourself starts with your network. You should never let your career happen to you. It should happen for you. And in order for you, in order for you to step into that and walk into that power, you got to own it, right? Like a CEO, everything that I talk about is grounded in this. So when it comes to thinking about that aspirational role for yourself, do you have access to people in your organization that have that title, that have that, those roles and responsibilities? Get to know them. Actually try to understand what it is they do versus what you think they do. And you will start to learn more about what they bring to the table, what education they may have that's different or in addition to the one that you have, what additional experiences have they been able to gain between where they started and where they got to at this point in time to help you then start to track and map, okay, I don't have to necessarily replicate everything that they've done, but I at least understand at a high level the types of skills and the types of experiences that they've been able to gain. And I need to think about working on those similar skills and gaining those similar experiences. That's my number one tip. If you have people in your organization that have the title that you want, aspirationally in the next handful of years, start talking to them. Start building a relationship with them. That's meaningful. That where you can add value to them, they can add value to you. That is the fundamental basics of mentorship. And you will see your your ability grow. You will see you grow in your role. And before you know it, you'll be put on projects and be given responsibilities to lead more, to impact more, to influence more. And before you know it, you'll be right on the path to get that title. All right, now with the internet being an incredibly useful tool in today's world, I am not sponsored by LinkedIn, but I highly recommend LinkedIn because if you could imagine a place, just imagine 15 years ago, if you could go to a place where you could get to know everybody's resume without talking to that person, that's LinkedIn. And there used to be a world where you didn't understand what a person's resume was unless you were a part of the hiring process for that person. And LinkedIn is an online portal to get access to people's resume, which ultimately means you get access to their history, you get access to their experiences, you get access to their education, assuming that they actually use LinkedIn in that way to capture their story. But that's what LinkedIn is for. And so, Beyond exploring what, what's in your company, right? If you, particularly if you're a person that is maybe thinking about an aspirational role outside of your company, outside of your industry, so you may work in medical devices, but you really want to go into beauty, or you may, you may currently work in Silicon Valley and you want to go work in automotive, whatever it is, LinkedIn is a great place to get a gauge for that mentorship and that exposure and understanding to people's experiences without necessarily talking to them. I like to think that mentorship comes in two forms. There's the people that you actually have tangible, meaningful, physical relationships with in the sense that you meet with that person face-to-face or you actually talk to them. It is a legitimate trade in information, a legitimate investment in one another. And then there are the mentors that you have that you maybe don't actually have physical access to, but through the podcast that you're listening to, the books you're reading, the people you see on LinkedIn, the people you're seeing on Instagram that you actually look up to and appreciate, 
those people are also mentors because through them living, they're exposing things to you that you can absorb passively without actually having a conversation with them that can help you understand the steps that you could take in your own career. And so I consider LinkedIn to be a really big network of, of mentors, people that I that I respect, people that I you know acknowledge, people that I value, and whether or not I have direct access to them, I can leverage what they share on LinkedIn to give me insight and information. So if you are aspiring for some role in some other industry or even within your own company and you maybe don't have access to that person or maybe it's going to be really hard to get access to that person, go to LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn. And I can never tell you how to spend your money, but I can tell you that the premium version of LinkedIn is very helpful, non-sponsored. But truly, it is it is helpful in the sense of you can type in someone's name, you can look up their resume, right? Because that's, that's essentially what LinkedIn offers. And get an understanding of the history. Now, what LinkedIn doesn't tell you is all the trials and tribulations that someone has gone through to navigate getting to those roles and responsibilities that you aspire to also have. But what it will tell you is hopefully in chronological order, the various experiences that they've had leading up to that aspirational role that you desire. It'll also share with you their education and a variety of other things if they're super active on LinkedIn. And those are the two things that you can do today right now to start to understand what it could look like for you to start working towards aspirational role, right? So again, for me, when I first started my career as an engineer, entry-level engineer, I was aspiring to be the senior engineering person on the team or one of the senior engineers on the team. And so I started to learn really quickly what did these senior engineers have? What types of experiences did they have? What types of products did they work on? Or what type of special projects did they own? What did they create from you know an inventor perspective? Uh, what education did they have? And I quickly learned that nearly all senior engineers, particularly the ones that I surrounded myself with, the ones that I was working with day to day, had master's degrees. Some of them had MBAs, some of them had master's in engineering. But generally speaking, they all had some sort of graduate degree. So I knew that if the senior engineer thing was something that I really wanted to go after, I was eventually going to have to go to grad school. And I know if you go back to a few episodes ago where I talk about going to grad school and I tell you in the first part of the series that I swore off grad school when I first graduated from college because I was just so done with learning in the academic sense of the word, um, I had no intent, no desire to go to grad school. But about two to three years in, I started to realize, okay, this is something that I actually have to wrap my head around. And that's one of the reasons that I got to that place was realizing that the roles around me that I aspired to have, you know, sooner rather than later, many of them had graduate degrees. That was first and foremost. And then I started to learn that the senior engineers I had access to, I started meeting with them and having lunch every once in a while. And it didn't have to be often. It was like once a quarter. It wasn't anything crazy, but it was a way for me to get access and exposure to them to have a more personal conversation about their journey and their career. And then what I, I personally did is I tried to tap into as many um, people that looked like me or had backgrounds like mine so I could get some understanding. Now, in some cases, that was nearly impossible. When you work in a male-dominated field, it's hard to find another woman. But um, trying to find some sort of synergy there 
so that you can gain some perspective. On the flip side, talking to people that have a completely different background than you can also serve as perspective because what you will likely realize is that everybody's path is slightly different. There are some elements of them that are similar. For instance, when you look at senior engineers, generally speaking, nearly all of them have a graduate degree. But if you talk to one senior engineer, they may have a master's, a really highly technical master's where they did a master's thesis. Some maybe went and got uh, an engineering management degree. Some of them maybe went and got an MBA. They all kind of vary. But, this, but, this, but the common thread was the, the, the graduate degree, right? And so it's not about taking what they tell you and trying to replicate it, it, it to its exact accuracy and precision. It's about taking what they tell you and then thinking about what does that mean for me? That's the secret. That's the secret sauce. Thinking about what does this actually mean for you? And if you can do that, you can start to conceptualize for yourself what is it that you really want to go after in the near term and start putting a plan towards it? So for instance, if you know that senior engineers typically, and I, I'm using senior engineer because that's the most relevant example for me when I think about my career in the very beginning, but with senior engineers, they often authored either a technical paper, a specification, some sort of requirement, they authored something. That was one of kind of the big hurdles when it came to projects that they had to own to kind of transition into that senior engineering role, or at least start down the path and kind of be be on the track, as they like to say. And so when I learned that, that many senior engineers, if not all of them that I knew that I got to talk to and had exposure to, all authored something, I started having conversations with my leadership, my manager, about authoring something. And before you know it, I authored something. I authored a technical paper. I became an, became an inventor many, many times over, as you know. And I also wrote specifications and standards for the company, all things that lead to becoming a senior engineer. And so I started having those conversations. You, started, you, you, you start asking for opportunities, and then hopefully you're in a position where your boss is... is, is is gracious and kind and recognizes that you have the talent, you have the ability. We'll save that for another episode where the where your boss doesn't think you're talented. I will actually do that next week because I've been there. And if your boss recognizes your talent, your capabilities are going to give you the opportunity. But here's the truth. Even if it doesn't, even if you go to your boss and you ask for an opportunity and it doesn't come your way the first time, that's okay. Keep having the conversation because the next question you can ask, which is something I've also talked about is, okay, if you don't think I'm ready now, what do you think that, what do you think from your perspective it is that I need to do to demonstrate that I'm ready to take on this next opportunity for this project or whatever? Have that conversation. Remember, own your career like you're the CEO of it. And when you own it like that, you can take accountability for what you bring to it, which then makes it a lot easier to have a meaningful conversation with your leadership about what it is you need to do to transition to the next role. Now, I am not ignorant to the idea that there are many industries, there are many companies out there where they just take a really long time to help progress young people in in the job. It's just, it comes with the territory of the culture, it's how it's always worked, and the company is kind of slow. And I've been there. My only, my only recommendation to you, well, I have several ideas, but one of the things that I can recommend to you is asking yourself how patient are you really willing to be? And if that's enough for you, and only you can answer that question. But I knew that becoming a senior engineer at my first company was like a 10-year journey. And I kept asking myself, is that something I really want to, do I really want to wait 10 years? You know, um, 
And so I found other paths to get there. But that's something you have to be honest about with yourself. Now, there are also other companies that I've, that I, in fact, have also worked for where the, where the trajectory can be, you know, 24 months to 48 months. You know, it's a lot less time. And there are pros and cons to every situation. You have to really be clear with yourself about what it is you want and how long you're willing to wait. And, you know, the only way to do that is to know your values. And so... I hope you listened to last week's episode where we talked about values because that is the foundation for how you can start to get clarity on some of these difficult decisions that you will in fact encounter in your career journey. But that is what I want to tell you today. I think that aspirational roles come in different in many different forms. You may say that for you, your next aspirational role is to just be the, be the lead on a project, right? You may not even be thinking promotion or title change, but you just want to actually own and lead a project within the capacity of your current role and title, which is cool. I totally dig that. So if that is what what you're looking to do, then go find the people that have recently led projects that have similar experiences to you and go ask them, go sit down with them, go talk to them, go understand how did they how did they step into the opportunity to lead a project? Start to start to quantify that in your head and and if you have the ability to do that, you will be able to create more opportunities for yourself because you are informed. I believe that with with information becomes the power, the power to make choices, the power to have opportunities, the power to negotiate, the power to have conversations that you maybe previously weren't able to have because you didn't have access to the information. Access to information is such a critical component of growing your career because what you know when you're uninformed or you don't have the information just yet, it's really hard to step into your power and have really direct but yet thoughtful conversations about your career. So I encourage you in this moment of quarantine where we're all sitting at home, you may not necessarily have you know, face-to-face in the same room access to people at your job, but you may be able to hop on a video call You may be able to meet up with them, or you may even be able to start setting the tone for when you return to the office, what connecting looks like. And then beyond that, use tools like LinkedIn, use the internet. And if you have, if you're, if you're in a place where you're looking a little further out or you're looking towards the the title, that's what I call big time, the director, the vice president, somebody in the C-suite, it's still the same principles. You need to start to get access to those people to understand their roles and responsibilities then understand what experiences they have that helped them get there and then start framing in your mind, what does that mean for you? And you will sooner rather than later be able to then map out what types of experiences you ought to have, whether or not grad school is necessary for you or right for you and what other things you need to do to start laying the foundation to get that aspirational role. And that is it today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Chief Hustler Podcast, where we are focused on propelling change-making women to redefine their career on their own terms. I hope that with this episode, we've had another opportunity together to reframe what it means to be a successful woman at work and relentlessly strive for excellence in everything we do. As always, I want to thank you for your time, as it is your most valuable possession. There are a few ways to join the conversation. First, by following the Chief Hustler on Instagram and commenting on a post or sharing your perspective. Second is by sharing this episode or others in a way that's authentic to you. This community is nothing without you and you sharing means the most to me. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep hustling.